I'm Andrea. And I'm Brandy. And we're Sarcastic in Suburbia. Discussing life's everyday annoyances with laughter and sarcasm. We, I, I think sometimes people think we map this out. We really don't. <laughs> we hit this red record button and we just start like just spewing. Yeah. And, and I think it also goes to show that we do not get a chance to just vent except for once a week. Yeah. And you guys, it gets stored up and it gets scary. And here we are. I just don't even know how to act because I'm like, he's all happy, like doing all this touristy stuff. And I'm like, okay, when is it? When are we doing that? Good for you, buddy. I know. So what I started, I don't know if you've ever heard of this and I, I heard of it through work. It's called Trello. It's basically um, a list. You can make however many lists you want and it has different categories. So I like, here's my list. Here's my today. This is what I'm going to do today. Mm-hmm. Here's things to do in the, that are future. I make all of these lists and it's called Trello. And then you can archive them, delete them, mm-hmm. mark them as done. What I did is I started making a list of when I saw people taking vacations or I saw pictures or things that I wanted to do, I put it down on a list. Uh-huh. So that when George and I say, hey, let's take a trip together, what should we do? That we don't do something we've already done. Because we have a bad, you know it's fun. You know what it's going to be like. You know the weather. So you feel like I want to feel confident that it's going to be a good trip. So I started a small list. There's not very many right now. I think there's three places. T-R-E-L-L-O? Trello. T-R-E-L-L-O. One of mine is Travel List. Pagosa Springs, Colorado. It, it, It looks, it's literally mountains and just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So Pagosa Springs. Um, I put Omaha on there because I still have never been to the zoo. Oh, Big yeah, Cedar really cool. Lodge in Ridgedale, Missouri. Have you ever heard of Big Cedar Lodge? Uh-huh. Yeah. I have a <laughs> a long sleeve shirt that says Big Cedar Lodge that I got for a dollar at the thrift store. Really? Like my favorite long sleeve t-shirt. Someone went on vacation there. It's it looks... very pretty. Our neighbors have been and I've seen pictures and it's very pretty. Put it on my list. And Charleston, South Carolina. I w- so when I see things, mm-hmm. I'm starting to put them down so that when it comes to... I need like, to do that for restaurants because every time we have yeah. a date night... We're like, what do you want to do? I don't know. We just end up at the, the other, other place, place. <laughs> or Nubs or, you know what I mean? And I love those places, Me but too. it's like, we go there with our kids. Yep. Let's go try something different. Yep. But you don't know what to do because mm-hmm. it's like, I don't want to waste a date night on a place that's crappy. Yeah. Have you guys had Blend Box Barbecue? Yeah. Okay. We, we just went there on Saturday, actually. Oh, did you? We, we went just there had... on Saturday, too. Oh, we were really early. Oh, we, were we were really early. We were late. So we need to be better about branching out we stay so close to the things we've already known we have gone on vacations in other countries more than we have in our own country like we yeah. haven't gone anywhere yeah david this close always wants to go like to mexico or the mm-hmm. Dominic, like some big mm-hmm. thing and i'm like there's so many places we could go yeah. here yeah but he he's got the got it stuck in his head that like the all-inclusive is the only way to go. And mm-hmm. I'm like, we never eat enough or drink enough to like... Yeah. And and, and we do, and then we're sick. I'm dead set on our next vacation, the next adult vacation that's big. So not anything that's any of these small things that I mentioned. It has to be Turks and Caicos. Because mm-hmm. we flew over it when we went to the Dominican, and it looks insane. I need it to happen. Yeah. Like, I, that's my... That's big. But I would love to do a smaller, any of these smaller vacations would be great. I I need to put Oregon on the list. I would like to see Oregon mm-hmm. in the fall. I've seen pictures. It looks I'm gonna go to incredible. Maine. Oh my gosh. Do you follow Jennifer Allwood on Instagram or on Facebook? She is an entrepreneur. She has her own podcast. She has her own business. So basically she's from Missouri. She's so much fun. Like she's such a good light and she teaches courses for people who are getting in their own who have their own businesses or want to start their own businesses in um, in anything, really. If it's design-related, if it's um, whatever it is. Her and her husband went on their first vacation, just the two of them, as they've had four children. So mm-hmm. they had been on vacations together when they had their three, but they just adopted. And they went all the way back. Like, they have a kindergartner. Mm-hmm. They have a senior in high school who's the oldest and a kindergartner. And they went to Maine with another couple. And the pictures, first of all, are just incredible. But she wrote up this um, kind of this description after their trip 
about what being in Maine was like, especially with her husband. And she's like, there was just something that was so strengthening in our marriage and in our communication when we were there because we felt like there was zero distractions. It's just beautiful. So she was showing like videos of them just insane. Mm-hmm. And so ever since I saw her, um, all of her posts and kind of what she said about Maine and the area that they stayed in, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to add that to my list. It looks so beautiful yeah and it's so crazy. peaceful i yeah. need like i need to go more peaceful i think we do too much hustle and bustle when it comes to vacations because we want to get all the things done and experience all the things i really need a vacation where we just we, we can just be i need to come up with warm. something like warm during the winter mm-hmm. i've never been any place warm during the winter actually if my husband would just take me anywhere and try to plan it like he planned stuff for his friends. How many years have you been married? 13 and a half. Okay, I thought it was. I thought it was 13 or 14. I couldn't remember. Maybe he can plan a 15-year anniversary <laughs> I'm trip. not waiting that long. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to step in before then. Get it done. Would you ever, like, what if he planned, like, a vow renewal? Would you fall over and die, like, in shock? Yeah, because he would never do that. <laughs> What if he did it and he thought he was okay? Like, it's just he a- thought he was being. Remember a long time ago, he told me about a trip to Mexico that we were going on. Like, hey, we're gonna go to Mexico. Let's go to Mexico. Blah 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 blah. And then he gave me that for my birthday, so he wouldn't have to do anything. No, remember that? <laughs> and I was like pissed off because I was like, this was a trip we had already discussed. How is that a birthday present? And he was like, well, I got. Your mom and my mom to watch the kids. <laughs> That's the present? You made a phone call? And I said I sounded so ungrateful, but I was like, that was a trip we already had planned. You can't just pawn that off and say that's a birthday gift oh just because you're too lazy to buy me something. <laughs> that's not funny, but it is funny because guys are so dumb. Yeah. Why... And if you are going to do that and you really wanted to go on the trip anyways, he could have just gotten away with it by not telling you about it to begin with. You know what I mean? And pre- and presented oh, it as a birthday yes, present. Yes, that would have been a birthday present. No. But to tell you like, oh yeah, this is what we're going to do and we're planning it, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, like, we had oh, yeah. already like planned it out. <laughs> and then he was like, surprise, <laughs> we're going on a trip you already knew about. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it makes me feel fantastic. Oh my God, why are, they're just so dense. (laughs) It's, and it's so hard too, because obviously we both, we're both raising sons. There's so much that I want him to get from George because George is so hardworking and he knows a lot about a lot and he can do manual labor and build things and he's, he's good at a lot of things, but there are so much, there's so much I want him to get from me. Mm -hmm. I want him to get like the thoughtfulness putting other people first it drives me bonkers because I feel like my husband is like that with everyone except for me like when oh my, yeah when my sister told him that her garbage disposal went out I still bring this up she's like hey George our garbage disposal went out you don't have to hurry we bought another one but like my husband needs help installing it all of a sudden he got up from the table grabbed his keys and was like I'll be back I was like where are you going he's like oh your sister needs help with her garbage disposal and I thought how rude. She just expected him to come over right now. And so he did. He spent a few hours doing it. It was fine. He came home. And I was like, she just told you to come over. He's like, no, she said whenever I had a chance. How about our 50 projects that have been on hold because you haven't had time? Yeah. What? Don't cook breakfast thinking that that's a gift and then leave <laughs> all the dishes all over. You know how many times he's done that in the last three months? Like four or five times. Like, like, oh, surprise, I'm making waffles. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I had to clean the waffle maker because he just left it. He just leaves it. I'm crying because it's so funny. I remember when you said he made you breakfast. Maybe it was Mother's Day. It was Mother's Day. Yeah. Mother's Day. But it wasn't your favorite breakfast. No, it was his his favorite breakfast. (laughs) And then left me the mess. Oh, no. It sat there for like three days. (laughs) Like batter caked in a bowl sitting on the counter. 
Oh my gosh. Why are all these gnats around? Yeah, your dishes <laughs> that I refuse to do. Oh my gosh, I can't. It kills me. And you know, he probably really thought, truly, not joking, he probably truly thought, my gosh, I'm like husband of the year. Oh no, yeah. Because that was what he got me for Mother's Day. Oh, that was the gift. Yeah. The gift was the his favorite breakfast and you getting to do the dishes. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a miracle you've made it this long. How long? 13 years? Yeah, 13 married. Oh my gosh. That's... That is a trip. These are these are husband fails. I know. Some mom fails. We we threw our stuff out. This is there. just an introduction to the Enneagram. How this all came to be is we were talking about personalities. And I don't know if you guys have heard of the Enneagram test or if you've taken it yourself, but I took it. It started becoming popular, I would say a a year or so ago. I took it a year ago. But right now it's like Everyone knows what their Enneagram is. There are podcasts about it. There are books about it. Except for me, because I'm not up on anything trendy or new. Not everybody knows about it, but I feel like it's definitely gotten a lot more attention lately. And I took I took it years ago, and I actually was rereading. There was there were a couple of things that were happening in my life that made me question myself and my personality and why I am the way that I am. So I dug up the results in my email and read them. And what I love about the Enneagram is it tells you the good, the bad, and the ugly about mm-hmm. your personality. And so I feel like a lot of other personality tests, it gives you like, yeah, you're this way. And you think, oh my gosh, like you get a little pep in your step. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm a wonderful person. This kind of brings you back down to reality. Yeah. And so um, I read it and I could not be any more of a two if I tried. I mean, it's truly who I am inherently. And there are things about twos that are wonderful and there are things about twos that are not so wonderful. And so I passed it on to you uh-huh. and said, hey, have you heard of this? You of course said not. No. <laughs> you said no and you took it and your results were very different <laughs> than yeah. anything I had ever I, seen. I broke the quiz. You broke it. You broke the Enneagram. Yeah, they were like, um, we're not quite sure what you are. You're kind of a mystery and a weirdo. And and you ended up being like three things. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we should start with the Enneagram is a personality test where you can you fall into one of nine categories. They call them types. There is a chance, like Brandy, to be more than one type of person. So for people like me, where I am truly so far one type, it it was easy for the Enneagram to tell me what I was. And then there's a thing called a wing. So there's a chance where if you are answering questions on the Enneagram and they give you, I don't know how many questions it is. It takes about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes to answer the questions. Very easy. They're just how you feel about something and, or what you would do in that situation. And then it gives you your results. So You'll come up with one of nine types if it can type you, and then it will give you a wing. So for example, I am a wing three. So I am a two wing three. I'm a type two, which is a helper, and my wing is an achiever. So that means out of all of the other types, I was more of a three than any of the other types. So for Brandy, her results, when she sent them to me, I was like, what? So she ended up being basically kind of a a, a, a pie. You have three different types that were pretty equal and so you weren't one of any of them yeah so you were which types were you uh five six and nine okay and so i looked them up and i was like okay let's see so a five is an investigator which after reading all three i definitely am more a five Mm mm-hmm probably a wing six and the least is a nine okay so a five is an investigator um a six is a loyalist And a nine is a peacemaker. And so when she told me these things, of course, I went to the types and started reading about them. And I was like, you know what? I see it. I see all of those things. So I don't want to get into, obviously, the paragraphs that you will read about your type. Because that can get really, really long. But if if you're new to the Enneagram, the easiest way is to kind of tell you what the types are and the description. So the first one is a reformer. And a reformer are perfectionists, responsible, fixated on improvement. Type two is the helper. Uh, helpers 
who need to be needed. Which is me. Um, Type three is the achiever, focused on the presentation of success to attain validation. Type four is the individualist, identity seekers who feel unique and different. Type five is the investigator, thinkers who tend to withdraw and observe. Number six is the loyalist, conflicted between trust and distrust. Number seven is the enthusiast, pleasure seekers and planners in search of distraction. Type eight, the challenger, taking charge because they don't want to be controlled. And the last one is type nine, the peacemaker, keeping peace and harmony. So all of those have their own set, I mean, truly paragraphs of information about the type of person that falls into that category. Now, just because you and a friend are both nines or both threes can be a stronger nine than someone else's. And what I love about the test is once you get your results, it will tell you how many questions that you answered in a specific type category. So you can see if you're, I mean, there are things that I wasn't any of. Like Uh it just didn't even come on the radar at all. But then there were things that I was like, oh gosh, I'm stronger in these areas than I ever thought I was. Yeah. So as a a type five, type five. So investigators, thinkers who tend to withdraw and observe. As soon as I read that, I'm like, that's Brady. Yeah. They fear that they don't have enough inner strength to face life. So they tend to withdraw. Um, uh, Yeah. They feel comfortable and at home in the realm of thought. Yeah. Generally intelligent, well-read, and thoughtful. Oh, okay. <laughs> and they frequently become experts in areas that capture their interest. Which, yeah. That's, yeah, that is you to a T. Okay, it, so when it comes to like the negatives of fives, when you <laughs> when you read those, were you like, mm, yeah, that's true? Or were you like, no, that's nothing like me? Uh, I mean, of course. And so, Okay, so what are they? What are the, the things that they say? Well, and I don't even want to say that it's negative because it says fives are usually somewhat restrained when it comes to emotional expression, but they often have stronger feelings than they let on. I mean, that's not a negative thing. I like it where it says fives are often a bit eccentric. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, we talked about this. I'm going to be the old lady like wrapped up in scarves collecting seashells to add to like jars on her porch. Fives fear being overwhelmed either by the demands of others or by the strength of their own emotions. Yes. Yes. That's totally me. Like I cannot deal with other people's problems. Like I will run like legitimately I will run away if someone starts telling me <laughs> their problems because I can't deal you just put your fingers in your ears like <laughs> pretty much I've done that also um fives are usually somewhat restrained when it comes to emotional expression that is me for sure to a t when I read that about you I was like you know what I don't yeah I've seen you like angry about things or frustrated but really you are pretty you're pretty locked down with your emotions whether you're happy mad sad like I wouldn't know that until I had a conversation with you. Whereas yeah. me, I walk around and you could be a mile away from me and you can tell <laughs> what emotion I'm feeling that day. It's just everywhere. I cannot, I can't hold it in. I can't tuck in my crazy. Yeah, mine's kind of, I'm a closet crazy. I was just reading. It says, um, okay, so about being overwhelmed. It says uh, five sometimes deal with this by developing a minimalistic lifestyle in which they make few demands on others in exchange for few demands being made on them. A hundred percent. Because I, like somebody's like, yeah, I can watch your kids. Like, come, let them come over. Like, I'll watch them. You can go do something. And my first thought is no, because I don't want to reciprocate. Mm-hmm. And that's awful. But I know for me that some people can handle a ton of kids. They can handle messes. They can do this and that. And I'm like, I know my limit and I'm not going to accept help because I can't give you help. But don't you feel when you read that, don't you feel a little bit validated that you're not, it's not being a bad person. I think you always thought, oh gosh, that sounds terrible. That makes me a bad person. It's who you are. Like we can't, yes, 
what I love about the Enneagram is not because we can use it as an excuse. It's that we can use it to understand people. So I'm not saying that can, for anything anyone ever asks you for, you can say, oh, I'm a type five, can't help you. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is that you can say to yourself, I'm not making a conscious choice to not want to help people. This is the way I am built. Well, and I think some people can just take on more in that aspect. And that's just an aspect that I can't. And it's okay. I know my limit. And if I pass that and I'm trying to be everything to everyone, it's going to help no one. But I love that you, even before you took this, you knew that about yourself. Yeah. You were self-aware. And that is the biggest thing that I take away from the Enneagram. It's not an excuse. It's not something to fall back on. It is a self-awareness. So you know how you are. And so, yes, you can make conscious decisions to try to be better. Uh-huh. But you can also make a conscious decision to give people the benefit of the doubt in the way that they are. Yeah. Well, I just want, I think it's good. Now, got that out there because now everyone knows that I'm not some kind of like ice queen. Like in high school, I swear, like that's what people thought of me because like I would walk to classes. I wouldn't talk to anybody like very focused because if it's like you have to lock your emotions inside or I would just completely fall apart. And being in a hallway and that social thing was too much. And but, so like, and people like even family members, it's like, well, you're kind of an ice queen. Okay, yeah, because if I wasn't, then I would just be like a puddle. Right, a, mess. a wreck. Yeah, and I can't, yeah. So it's out there now. Everybody knows who I am. Don't expect too much out of me. <laughs> It's funny. It says other fives make their peace with the messiness of life and engage it more fully, but they almost always retain their fears that life is somehow going to demand more of them than they can deliver. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it almost makes sense though. It almost makes sense why you have your anxiety of things being too much. Mm -hmm. It's your, it's your inherent fear. Yeah. Whereas mine, once we get to a type two, it makes sense why I have my anxiety the way that I do. And I think every type you can say, okay, this is why someone can can have anxiety or suffer or worry or things like that. Because all of us have inherent fears that are inside of us, whether we admit it or not. And I think also it mentions fives just liking the, um, not streamline, um, simplicity. Yeah. Minimalistic and being simple. Yeah. yeah. And I think that if you know that about yourself, you also know that your house being cluttered or messy messes with your mind. Mm-hmm. Like your mood is connected to, like, I feel like if your house is messy, then your mind is messy. And if you have too much going on, it's your brain is cluttered also. Like just simplicity of like not having anything planned or anything lined up or you know having something to do every single night because there's practices or like I just want simplistic (laughs) I was also a wing six and going to six and it was pretty spot on too a loyalist so a loyalist what um so it's conflicted between trust and distrust uh it says the People of this personality type essentially feel insecure as though there is nothing quite steady enough to hold on to. At the core of the type 6 personality is a kind of fear or anxiety. This anxiety has a very deep source and can manifest in a variety of different styles, making 6s somewhat difficult to describe and to type. Which is funny because it couldn't type you. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But it says what... All sixes have in common, however, is the fear rooted at the center of their personality, which manifests in worrying and relentless <laughs> imaginings of everything that might go wrong. That's me, like, <laughs> every five seconds. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's, I mean, it's funny because it is very it's much It's so you. true. It's yeah. so true. But again, I don't feel like this is, now, Brandy, just go worry about everything because you know that's how you're built. No. But I also feel like you should feel vindicated. You are not choosing to worry. Yeah. You were, because 
people who don't worry, people who don't have anxiety, people who are go with the flow. Oh, you want to change times on something? You want to change the restaurant? You want to change what the wardrobe is? People who can do that without any type of fear or worry, we do not understand that. Yeah. We just don't. What are other parts of six that you're like, yeah, that's me? Sixes in general tend to be blind to the extent of their own anxiety because it is the constant backdrop to all their emotions. Yes, sixes are frequently unaware of its existence as they have nothing with which to contrast it. Um, yeah, but I feel like lately, I think when it when your anxiety changes or increases, then you can tell like, oh, like maybe that has been running my life. Like maybe it has been just a constant, a constant that I was just used to. Isn't that crazy though, that you've probably gone your whole life with some inherent anxiety, whether you knew it or not. Like your, your mind doesn't know what it's like to not have worry. Mm -hmm. That's so unfair. I know. I no, I, I remember like as a kid being anxious and worrying about stuff and we had a great talk we had a cousin's night um a few nights ago and I had a great talk with my cousins we're all different types and we went we went over the Enneagram and and we went over all that stuff but I talked I spoke about knowing that I had anxiety from being a kid and like the trauma that can come from that when other people don't understand you Mm -hmm. because It's not even that I just wanted to change because I did. I wanted to be different, but I just wanted to not feel alone. And so what I take from the Enneagram and just life in general is more people are speaking out about these things. And it is so important because there are a lot more people like us than we ever thought. Yeah. And even being a kid, I think about, I wanted to be other kids. Like I'd be in class and be like, look at them. Like they're fine. They're not worrying about like, is their mom doing something cool and they're missing it? Or are they never going to see their parent again? Because I would get very dark in my head. I, I wasn't trying to. It just went there. And I wished to be them. And I'm like, maybe they were wishing to be me. Because when you don't give people the signs that you're suffering, they don't know that you are. Mm-hmm. And I think, unfortunately, social media has given a huge rise in people's anxieties because we're seeing this storybook photo mm-hmm. or stream of photos where everyone's life seems so perfect and their families seem wonderful and they have a lot of money and they have brand new things and they're always going on vacations and we just don't know you just you're just seeing the highlight reel absolutely and then trying to compare your dark days to that yeah like oh my gosh look at how beautiful their families they all get along and they're on this wonderful vacation and they have no money problems and they have no relationship issues and then you're like well look at us like how yeah, what's come- wrong with me yeah what's wrong with me how come i got a three thousand dollar bill when i have insurance like this doesn't make any sense it's gonna take me however long to pay it off and my kids are at each other's throats and they hate each other and it's so we've just given rise to all of the insecurities and doubts that we have by placing them, by placing the opposite on social media. Yeah. That's why I try to be like, hey, sometimes my kids are buttheads. Yeah. Like sometimes me and my husband, we don't agree. Like he ripped out the shower while I was at a concert and thought it was funny. I mean, and other people were like, oh my gosh, your wife is going to be so mad. Y'all, you're lucky he's still breathing. Like it wasn't, I wasn't mad. I like couldn't open the door because I couldn't let my anxiety take over everything in my life. Like I couldn't see the shower ripped out. Mm -hmm. It was too much. Yeah. Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme. Get on up. It's game time. Okay. Our game this week is movie quotes trivia 2000s edition. So it'll give us a movie quote. A quote from the movie. And then we have like five seconds to name the movie. Are we going against each other or both on the same team? Let's, you could steal. Like oh. you, so I'll give you one. Okay. If you don't get it, then I can steal. Perfect. And vice versa. Let's do it. Okay. Here's your first one. Who's going to go out with me? Have you asked anybody yet? No, but who would? I don't even have any good skills. What do you mean? 
You know, like lungchuck skills, bow hunting skills, computer hacking skills. Girls only want boyfriends who have great skills. That would be Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) I have not seen that movie in forever and I just saw it once. And honestly, didn't find it that good, but I loved how much everybody quoted it. Yes. Like it's just like a movie you had to see one time. Oh, my kids love it. We watch it a lot. Uh, I have a video of my oldest doing the dance to like. No. Yeah. We've got to post it. I have to see that. Yeah. That is so funny. Hilarious. Okay. What's your first one? I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. But what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. Ooh, I know what that is. And yes. that movie is so good. It is Taken. Taken. Liam Neeson. My gosh, it's so... They have two and three. The first one scared me so bad that I couldn't watch two or three. Yeah, <laughs> I I've only stop. seen the first one. Woo! Okay, one to one. Is this... children to learn how to read if they can't even fit inside the building Derek it's just a I don't want to hear your excuses okay so I have not I don't think I've seen this movie but I'm pretty sure okay that was Ben Stiller Uh uh-huh and the way that his voice was sounded like dodgeball but I know it's not dodgeball so I'm going to go with Zoolander it is Zoolander. Oh my gosh. I, I have not seen that. Is this a center for ants? It's I stupid, feel like people but it's, quote it. Yes. So I need to understand. Yeah, I agree. Okay. If you haven't seen it, you need to watch it once. Because he had the same, <laughs> no one makes me bleed my own blood yeah. type of voice. Uh-huh. There's also this funny scene where these male models are at the gas station and they start having, it's like a water fight, but with gasoline. And they're like spraying it all over and they're like in like no shirts, like they're male models. And then one of them lights a cigarette. <laughs> like, it's just so dumb. But okay. it is funny. You I'm going to watch it. Yeah. Okay, here's my next one. He comes at me with the knife. Why so serious? Sticks the blade in my mouth. Let's put a smile on that face. And... Okay. Uh, R.I.P. Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. So that is the Dark Knight. Oh my gosh, that still scare. Even hearing that, yeah, still scares me. He, I can't bring myself to to watch the new Joker movie. Like it's no. just it's too much. Yeah, Joker creeps me out. Same. Like I, mean, I don't care who. To, but yeah, mm. I don't care who the actor is that's playing it. It just creeps me out. Okay, here is the next one. Rondo the Thirst Mutilator had come to replace water virtually everywhere. Water, the basic component of all life, had been deemed a threat to Brondo's profit margin. The solution came during the budget crisis of 2330. I have no idea what this is. Yeah, I don't know either. I feel like it's almost a news story, so I'm just going to go ahead and go with Anchorman. It's not. It's Idiocracy. Oh, never even heard of it. With Luke Wilson? Mm-mm. And Me I like neither. Luke Wilson. I do too. I've... Okay. So I still have two. Yep, we're still tied. Any other questions? Yeah, uh, patches. Oh. Are you sure that this is completely necessary? Uh. Necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Probably <laughs> not. No, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. Okay. If you're going to leave this squad to the floor. Well, that is Dodgeball. Oh my gosh, that movie's so good. The first couple seconds, I was like, I don't know what this is. And then oh, as Patches of Hulahan. Yeah, as soon as you said Patches, you're like, oh, come on. That's so good. Okay. Right, three to two. And then it started to get wild and people was getting freaky in the pool and stuff. I look over and there was your girl getting buck wild in the jacuzzi. So? With a backup dancer. I mean, that's nasty. That's, that's lower than the security guard. At least security can get you backstage. She don't love herself. I, I'm i a little bit torn, but I'm going to go with my first gut instinct. Is it scary movie? 
Yes. Oh, gosh. I have not seen that movie since we were in high school. I've never seen that movie. Oh, Brandy. (laughs) That movie is wild. You've got to see it. Here's the next one. This is mine. I'm going to be honest with you. That smells like pure gasoline. They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works. Every time. Every time. That doesn't make sense. Well, let's go see if we can make this little kitty purr. Well, that's Anchorman. It's a little Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. I love it. Okay. Here's your next one. Then for my birthday party, which was an old girls pool party, I was like, Janice, I can't invite you because I think you're a lesbian. I mean, I couldn't have a lesbian at my party. There could be girls there in their bathing suits. I mean, right? She was a lesbian. So then her mom called my mom and started yelling at her. And then she dropped out of school because no one would talk to her. That is the <laughs> iconic Mean Girls. I mean, obviously. So good. And now when I hear these movies, now I want to go watch them. Yeah. Um, I think it just proves that we're good at 2000s movies. So it's three to three, but I went first. So it's your turn. Okay. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix Legions, loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance. Is that 300 or the gladiator? Which one? Shoot. It's gladiator. It's Gladiator for sure. Okay, good. Have you seen the most recent picture of Russell Crowe? No. Don't go Google it. Does he look like an old man now? Brandy. He, he looks fat? like Santa Claus. Oh, no. Well, the Santa Claus. That <laughs> <laughs> was bound to happen eventually, I guess. No, and it's not, I'm not, it's not even, it's not even the weight. His whole, he doesn't look like the same person. Because, like, I get it. I fluctuate weight. Like, I have no room to talk. Everything about him is not Russell Crowe. It's alarming. I was what the kids call shooketh when (laughs) I saw it. And it was recent, like last week. Okay, here's the next one. I like you. I like sex. It's nice. (laughs) This is my country of Kazakhstan. Okay, I've never seen that movie, but my husband went around for a really long time <laughs> yes. saying, you will never get this. La, la, la. <laughs> um, Borat. Yes, I've seen part of it and it was so cringeworthy that I had to stop watching it because it's like, it's like those hidden camera shows. It's like punked. It's like um, Impractical Jokers and I cannot watch them they make me so uncomfortable impractical jokers makes me want to crawl under a rock i have to, i can't be in the same room my kids are like let's watch impractical jokers i'm like no let's go to six okay they may come when the courage of men fails when we forsake our friends and break all bonds of fellowship but it is not this day an hour of wolves and shattered shields when the age of men comes crashing down feel like i should know this i'm stumped i don't know it that was mine and i don't know that one it's some kind of war movie Mm -hmm. it almost sounds like a western or like a like a like a civil war movie maybe Mm. i I have no idea i i don't know okay let's check oh it's lord of the rings oh yeah no like lord of the rings return of the rings have you seen any of those me either. Those were all the rage. Okay, so it's tied four to four. I think you have true love, and then you catch the early flight home from <laughs> San Diego, and a couple of nude people jump out of your bathroom blindfolded <laughs> like a magic show, ready to double team your girlfriend, and it stops. It stops right there, and it continues right here, because I think what my friend Mitch is trying to say is that. Okay, that is what in Cratchers. Right? Final answer? Oh, shoot! Dang it, I'm getting them mixed up. Am I not? Okay, no. I'm going to go with it. It's not fair. Wedding Crashers. What is it? It's old school. Oh, Mitch no. Mitch Palooza. 
with Luke I, Wilson. You just said you love I, Luke Wilson. I do, but I have not seen Old School since I was in high school. Oh, oh man, I thought for sure. I thought for sure it was it was Wedding Crashers. I love Wedding Crashers. Yeah, I do too. I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> I do that to my husband. Just Call to- me Cat, Kitty Cat. <laughs> Sometimes I'll tell George he'll be leaving, and I was like, "Don't go anywhere, cause I will find you." <laughs> and he's like, "That is so creepy. Don't do that." That reminds me of that match commercial where the girl's like, "Come find me." Did you see that that someone found her, and she like went viral on Instagram? She's truly a flight attendant, and people were taking pictures. They're like, "Are you the?" And she's like, "The match girl." Like, yes. And they're, like, "Do they pay you for that?" And she's like, "Yes," but like, I truly am. The person that I said I was on the commercial. I am the creepy person going, come "Come find me. Yeah. I will find you. (laughs) (laughs) Dang it. So you stole one of mine. Yes. So five. So if you get this one, it's over. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. What's the plan? Right. We take Pete's car. We drive over to Mum's. We go in. Take care of Philip. I'm so sorry, Philip. I have no idea what that is. Have a cup of tea? Ugh, I don't know what I'm, that is. That was a lot of music. It was a lot, and I, I have one shot in the dark. Are, do you have anything? No. Okay, I'm going to take a really hard, long shot in the dark. Inglorious Bastards. Shaun of the Dead. Oh, okay. It sounded like that kooky. It sounded kooky to me. That's the yeah. only reason why I guessed that. Okay, so... All right, here we go. Okay. If you get this one, then we're tied. Last round. All right. You look like a future pedophile in this picture, number one. Number two, it doesn't even have a first name. It just says McLovin. (laughs) What name? What name? Who are you, Seal? Fogel? Zaggy says you're 25 years old. Why wouldn't you just put 21, man? Oh. I know curly-haired guy is in it. I was going to say... Oh, the movie with Channing Tatum and him. What is that? Uh, it's not Jump Street, yeah, but it's not, not that. it. That's not that. I don't really know. I don't know. Do you know what it is? What is it? It's super bad. Oh, I've never seen it. You should watch it. It's okay. funny. Okay. Because like the whole McLovin thing. <laughs> like <laughs> McLovin. He, the guy makes a fake ID. They're in high school. He makes a fake ID. And it literally just says McLovin. Like, like or- no first name, like it's just McLovin. McLovin, organ donor from Hawaii. <laughs> like it's funny. Okay, Brandy is the reigning champion of Movie Quotes 2000s edition. Whoop, Congratulations, whoop. you are the champion. We need to start keeping track of who wins the games. Oh, that's true. Like a running total. Oh, that's true. Okay, we could go back and figure it out. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. You deserve it. So you are a number two, a type two. I want to hear all about it. Good, bad, and ugly. I am a type two, people. Um, okay, so just a little bit about a, about a helper. People of this personality type essentially feel that they are worthy insofar as they are helpful to others. Love is their highest ideal. Selflessness is their duty. Giving to others is their reason for being. Involved, socially aware, usually extroverted, Twos are the type of people who remember everyone's birthday and who go the extra mile to help out a coworker, spouse, or friend in need. I try to help people out. I try to think of them. I send them messages. I'm guessing that my mom was a two because she would send me text messages out of the clear blue sky and say like, I just want to remind you, you're a wonderful mother and your kids are so lucky to have you. That's me. I reach out to people and say, hey, you were just on my mind and um, I just wanted to reach out and say hi. I'm basically the opposite, like the polar opposite of a two. Which is the, I mean, and when you look at us, even when we started this podcast, we're like, we are two opposites. Uh We're polar opposites. We share things like as we have similarities, Uh but we are opposite in in nature. We just are. Okay. So it says twos are warm, emotional people who care a great deal about their personal relationships devote an enormous amount of energy to them and who expect to be appreciated for their efforts. You can't (laughs) see me, but it's emoji hands like back and forth. This is me. I give a lot to all of my relationships, my friendships, my relationship with my husband, my relationship with my sisters, with my kids. But as soon as I do not feel appreciated 
for those efforts, I start to get irritated. And then my irritation turns into frustration and my frustration turns into anger and everything comes back to crying Mm -hmm. because I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I cry when I'm frustrated. I cry when I'm mad. Like it's, you cannot say like, oh my gosh, she's upset. No, I could be furious. That's what comes out is just tears. I'm so emotional all the time. Okay, so let's see. What else does it say? It says, uh, twos are practical people who thrive in the helping professions and who know how to make a home comfortable and inviting. Helping others makes twos feel good about themselves. Being needed makes them feel important. Being selfless makes twos feel virtuous. Much of a two's self-image revolves around these issues and any threat to that self-image is scarcely tolerated. Twos are thoroughly convinced of their selflessness and it is true that they are frequently genuinely helpful and concerned about others. It is equally true, however, that twos require appreciation. They need to be needed. Their love is not entirely without ulterior motive. (laughs) Reading that, I was like... Mm, but that's true. I listened to a podcast about twos because I got so obsessed with the Enneagram and they said something. It just like changed everything for me. They said the way that twos feel is that twos are always okay if the other person is okay with them. That is true. I cannot handle if someone's not okay with me. Yeah. I can't let it go. It just, it doesn't leave. Even if I have to move on from something, I need to know why. Whereas a lot of other people, they're like, I can see the writing on the wall and I can walk away. I cannot do that because I'm not okay if the other person is not okay with me. Yeah. That's like a sickness though. (laughs) How about this part? Twos often develop a sense of entitlement when it comes to the people closest to them. Because they have extended themselves for other, they begin to feel that gratitude is owed to them. They can become intrusive and demanding if their often unacknowledged emotional needs go unmet. They can be bossy and manipulative, feeling entirely justified in being so because they have earned the right and their intentions are good. That's hard to hear. Yes, but that's true. It Mm -hmm. is absolutely true. And I don't want to put it out there as in, A two is always helping other people to get something in return. If I give to you at 100%, I'm not asking you to give to me at 100%. I'm asking you to acknowledge that I'm giving to you at 100%. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying there's a difference. I would say in most of my relationships throughout my life, I'm fine. Even in my marriage, I'm fine if I give 75 and my husband gives 25%. I'm fine with that. But I need him to say, I recognize that you give way more and I appreciate that. And then I'm fine. I'm good. I'm not asking you to give more. I'm a two in that aspect. But, (laughs) and I also acknowledge as a two that sometimes other people, especially other helpers, are giving to our relationship at more than 50%. And I, I think this is where I do a good job because I am a two. I try to tell people how much I appreciate them. Thank you so much for helping me out. I try as hard as I can to be appreciative of others because that's what I need. Yeah. And it's much easier when you know what you need to try to give that back to other people. Where it becomes a problem is if you don't understand their type. You don't understand what they need. I fill my cup up by people needing me and telling me that I am worthy of being needed. You need to have your love tank filled. I really do. I'm Vicki Gumbelson. <laughs> I need someone to fill up my love tank. But I also feel like people who are great at helping others is because they sometimes need help themselves. Like even we've joked that us doing a podcast is free therapy. It truly is. Like I need this. I yeah. need this outlet just as much as I feel like listeners need us in their lives to be able to you know, have their one hour a week of being like, yes, this is happening. <laughs> yeah, It's not just me. We'll put up the link so everybody can check to see what their Enneagram is. Not even just in relationships with boyfriends or husbands, with sisters, with siblings, with friends. I think it tells you so much about how another person thinks and how they work and what fills them up. I think it's important in every relationship. Yeah, I need to have my husband take it. I'd be interested. I'd be interested too. I think we should do a follow-up. It would be, I 
I'm very interested Me and intrigued too. to figure out what he is. If you guys are looking for uh, more information about Enneagrams, you can find, seriously, there are books, there are podcasts about it. But the podcast, I didn't listen to the whole podcast. I just listened to the episode about twos. Uh-huh. But it's called Typology. So if you want to go to that podcast and look up your number, there's always a guest on there talking about the specific number. Um, the guest that I listened to, her name is Michelle. She actually has written multiple books, not about Enneagram at all. Um, but now I want to go read her books because it's like the same person. When I listen, I'm like, yes, yes, me. It's a 45 minute conversation um, on each of the Enneagram types with with different people. But you really do feel not so alone at the end. So does she like interview somebody that's that type? So what happens is it's actually a male who um, runs the typology and the guest who was an Enneagram 2 is a female. He had her speak on being a two, what that's like. And she said so much about being a two that I resonated with. I mean, I even sent parts to my sisters. I'm like, I I need to go back and listen to the episode again so that I can take notes truly because so much of what she said was so much of who I am. And I felt, I felt held back by that sometimes. Like, the way that I am. I wish I wasn't the way that I was. And why do I care about these things? And why do I worry about these things? And she has has learned through the years how to manage her own worry, but also how to manage the expectations of other people. Typology is the name of the podcast. If anybody else is interested and share your types with us. I want to know what everybody else is. If you are a split like Brandy, or if you were very much a um a specific type like I am and share your wings too so me two wing three and Brandy was a five wing six um but let us know in our uh in our Instagram comments or on Facebook or send us an email sarcastic and suburbia at gmail.com bye see ya that wraps up another episode of sarcastic and suburbia we love hearing about how much you all are enjoying each episode Because of that, we highly encourage you to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. The more reviews, the more likely other sarcastic listeners like yourselves will be able to find us. Are you following us online yet? You can find us on Instagram at Sarcastic and Suburbia, Twitter at SIS underscore pod, and on Facebook at Sarcastic and Suburbia podcast. Use the hashtag share the sarcasm when posting about the podcast so other listeners can find your posts. Is there a specific topic you want us to cover? We want to hear from you. Contact us on our social media pages or feel free to send us an email at sarcasticandsuburbia at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and continuing to hashtag share the sarcasm with friends. Remember that on Wednesdays we wear pink and listen to Sarcastic and Suburbia. Bye. See ya. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.